After reciting the Tashahud, Ta'awuz and Surah Al-Fatiha, Hazrat Khalifatul Masih V, Ayyadahullah Ta'ala bin Israhil Aziz stated that the current situation due to the coronavirus pandemic continues to worry everyone alike, be it members of our community or others. People are worried and write to me regarding their concerns that they are worried due to the illnesses of their loved ones and close relatives regardless of the nature of the illness. Due to the current situation, many people are immensely worried that even if someone may be suffering from a different illness, but owing to their weak conditions, they may be affected by the pandemic. Also, some Ahmadis have been affected by this illness as well. But in any case, the entire world has been engulfed by this worry. Recently, a missionary wrote to me expressing his perplexity at the situation and that one cannot understand what is happening. Indeed, he is right. And it is true that one is perplexed as to what is going on in the world. However, Allah the Almighty states in the Holy Quran regarding the conditions of this present era, وَقَالَ الْإِنسَانُ مَا لَهَا That is, and man says, what is the matter with her? A hundred years ago from today, in February 1920, Hazrat Muslim Aud radiallahu ta'ala anhu, whilst mentioning infectious diseases, 
droughts and storms gave a brief discourse of this particular verse. Hazrat Muslimad radiallahu ta'ala anhu stated that previously there used to be a rare outbreak of an infectious disease or a calamity. However, the current era is such that the gates of calamities have been opened. I have also been saying for the last many years that after the advent of the promised Messiah and since he especially warned the world about calamities and heavenly afflictions that the frequency of storms, earthquakes and pandemics has increased greatly in the world. Generally, these pandemics and calamities come to caution mankind that they should fulfill the rights of their Creator as well as the rights of His creation and to fulfill the rights of mankind. Therefore, in light of these circumstances, it is incumbent upon us to submit before Allah the Almighty greater than before. And we must also draw the attention of the world towards this as well. Some illnesses, diseases, storms are of such a nature that when they occur in the world, they naturally impact every individual. Hazrat Muslim Aud also states that it is correct to say that certain trials have nothing to do with us. However, since we live in this very world, we are also affected to a certain extent by various things, such as diseases and droughts. Thus, we are also affected by them. Hazrat Muslim anhu states that it is not the case that divine communities are completely protected from them. He states that the reason for this is that this would go against the designs of the Almighty God and His laws. However, a believer passes through such hardships while submitting before Allah the Almighty and being His grateful servant. Therefore, as I have mentioned, that we should particularly prostrate before Allah the Almighty in these days and we should seek His mercy and grace. Hence, every Ahmadi should try to prostrate before Allah the Almighty more than ever before. There are certain people who make comments that this disease serves as a sign and that there is no need to take precautionary measures or treatment or they make other such comments which hurt the sentiments of others.
ایسے تبصرے جو دوسرے دوسروں کے جذبات کو تکلیف پہنچاتے ہیں We do not know if this is a specific sign or not. However, certainly we do say, as I have mentioned just now in a few summons ago as well, when I referred to the pandemic for the first time, that this indeed is a general sign. Because since the advent of the promised Messiah, there has been a huge increase in heavenly and earthly calamities. Therefore, while it can be referred to as a general sign, however, to link the current pandemic with the plague at the time of the promised Messiah, and then to allege that Ahmadis who have been infected or who have died from the current pandemic are, God forbid, of weak faith, are judgments that no one has the right to pass. The plague appeared at the time of the promised Messiah as a specific sign. And although the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, has stated that one who passes away owing to such pandemics is deemed as a shaheed, i.e. martyr. However, Allah the Almighty had revealed to the promised Messiah that this would appear as a specific sign and the promised Messiah announced this as a sign and also gave the Jamaat guidance regarding it. Therefore, the plague manifested in the time of the promised Messiah had a unique significance. Further, the promised Messiah instructed Jamaat then and in fact he told Mufisayah to publish this announcement in newspapers that he is profusely praying for the members of the Jamaat that they will be saved from the plague. However, the promised Messiah also stated that the Holy Quran establishes that when divine calamities befall the world, they engulf the righteous as well as the wicked and corrupt people. As such, people will be judged according to their deeds. It is not the case that the righteous will remain completely unaffected Rather, they too will be impacted. And as I have mentioned, that Hazrat Muslim has explained that this is the law of nature. The promised Messiah then further states that the flood at the time of Hazrat Nuh affected many people, whereas there were men, women and children who were oblivious to claims and beliefs of Prophet Noah but yet befell the calamity. The promised Messiah then further explains that the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him and the companions, may Allah be pleased with them, engaged in jihad and their victories and successes were all a means to establish the truthfulness of Islam. Then later, during the era of the Khulafai Rashidin, are he rightly guided successors, jihad similarly took place. And there were a few defeats, but by and large, thus there were successes. However, the promised Messiah says that all of these proved the truthfulness of Islam. But nonetheless, alongside the disbelievers, the Muslims also lost their lives during these battles.
And although this jihad took place as a sign for Islam's truthfulness, but it was not only the disbelievers who died, rather Muslims died as well. But the Muslims who were killed or died were considered martyrs, i.e. shaheed. The promised Messiah states that similarly the outbreak of the plague serves as a sign for our truthfulness. And it is possible that certain members of our community may also be shaheed, i.e. martyred by this. The promised Messiah further states, Thus, first and foremost, fulfill the rights due to Allah the Almighty and cleanse your hearts of its inner passions. Then, fulfill the rights due to God's creation and develop true and sincere belief in God. With utmost humility and meekness, supplicate to Allah the Almighty. No day should pass where you do not submit to God, weeping in your prayers. Then the promised Messiah further stated that alongside this also utilize the practical means and resources that are available. In other words, fully and comprehensively adopt all precautionary measures. The promised Messiah further states, that show utmost sympathy and compassion to those individuals and their families who by divine fate are inflicted with the plague. Help and give aid to such persons and leave no stone unturned in finding a cure or treatment for them. However, the promised Messiah further stated that let it be clear that to help such people does not mean that one should become infected themselves through close contact with the infected person by the contamination from their breathing or clothes. Indeed, one should show compassion, however one should take all precautionary measures and keep themselves protected from its contagious effects. Therefore, what one can learn from this is that those who are helping others must take the necessary precautionary measures for example, nowadays it is said that one should wear a mask, among other precautions. Likewise, one should refrain from visiting the homes of others unnecessarily, and the government has even banned this. Therefore, we ought to abstain from doing so. Nowadays in the UK, Despite the government's ban, there are those who still meet up in parks, etc. There is only permission to go for a walk and to go out to get some fresh air. However, it does not mean that one can sit in a park, have a picnic and meet with others. This is wrong and the government is drawing attention to this again and again. Then there are some who go in their cars to these places, but if they claim to go and get some fresh air and exercise in the park, then they should walk to them from their homes or even cycle. It is not correct to all sit in the car and go to such places. In fact, councils in certain areas have now announced the temporary closure of car parks and that there is no permission for cars to park. But in any case, Ahmadis particularly should refrain from such behaviour. Similarly, those with the task of aiding others, for instance, there are a lot of volunteers from Khudam al Ahmadiyya who have come forward 
and others too are helping out. They should take all the precautionary measures and discharge their duties with prayers and avoid any kind of negligence. They should not put themselves at risk unnecessarily as this would only be ignorance and not considered bravery. Rather it is sheer ignorance. Therefore we must ensure to take great care. The promised Messiah then further stated that if God forbid one were to die of this disease they would be considered a shaheed i.e. martyr and for such a person there is no need to perform the ghusl i.e. washing of the body nor to wrap them in a burial cloth. In those days, the people who were overtaken by the plague would be treated as a shaheed, i.e. martyr. The government here has granted certain permissions, however, where we can perform the ghusl and also wrap the deceased in a burial shroud. But in those days, the promised Messiah, wasalam, stated that in such extremely difficult circumstances, there was no need to do so. The promised Messiah, wasalam, then further stated and particularly advised that one should keep their homes clean. The Prophet gave particular instructions in this regard and said that alongside keeping the homes clean, one ought to keep their clothes clean as well. He stated that one should have their garments and gutters regularly cleaned. Over here, the entire sewage system is underground, but the sewers are open particularly in less developed countries. And therefore, it is very important to also keep the gutters and sewage clean. The promised Messiah then very specifically said that the most important of all is that one should keep their heart clean and to reconcile with Allah the Almighty. Therefore, in these circumstances, due to the pandemic, where everyone has been affected, and as I have mentioned, the people have also been writing to me as well, Thus, they ought to pay particular attention to this as well. We should always remember that the path to prayer is always open to us and we must prostrate before Allah the Almighty with absolute conviction that He has kept the path to prayer open for us and that Allah the Almighty accepts and listens to our supplications. If one bows before Allah the Almighty being ever inclined to Him, then Allah the Almighty answers our prayers in whatever manner He deems best. In general, we should be praying for ourselves, our dear ones, our relatives, for the Jamaat and for the mankind generally. There are many in the world, among whom there may also be Ahmadis as well, who do not have precautionary equipment or medical facilities available to them, and nor do they have the adequate provisions for food and drink. May Allah the Almighty have mercy on them all and upon us as well. We are striving as a community to provide food and drink etc. to each and every Ahmadi but there may well be shortcomings in our efforts. And despite the fact that there may well be shortcomings in our efforts but 
we not only try to make food and medication available to Ahmadi households, but we even extend our aid and medication and food and other services to non-Ahmadis wherever there is need. Moreover, we offer this service selflessly and purely out of sympathy and compassion. But even still, there are certain prejudiced media outlets or self-proclaimed ulama'i scholars who criticize us, saying that the service we Ahmadis render, all the food and medical supplies we provide in order to help others, is only to preach to them and to facilitate our means of tabligh, i.e. outreach to them. But in any case, we are not affected by these allegations in any way whatsoever, because Allah the Almighty knows our intentions and the true passion with which we serve. I shall repeat again today that in this current time pay particular attention to prayers, pay attention to prayers, pay attention to prayers. May Allah the Almighty protect the Jamaat in every aspect, on an individual basis and as a community. And may Allah the Almighty enable me and all of you to supplicate and benefit from the acceptance of our prayers. I would also like to say something to all Ahmadi businessmen and that is that they should not unnecessarily try to make extra profit during these days on their items. Instead of trying to make extra profit, especially those people who trade in food items and other essentials, they ought to sell them at a rate to make the least amount of profit. These are the days in which we can serve humanity and the promised Messiah has also advised us to inculcate a sense of compassion within us. These are the days in which we can fulfill the rights owed to mankind and also draw closer to Allah the Almighty. Thus, may Allah the Almighty enable every businessman to instead of trying to maximize their profits, May they show a sense of compassion when running their business during these circumstances. I will now speak about an extremely loyal worker and a servant of the Jamaat, respected Nasir Ahmed Sahih Sahib, who owing to divine decree passed away on 5th April, Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi rajiun. Verily to Allah we belong, and to Him shall we return. Nasir Ahmed Sayyid Sahib was born in 1951 in a village in Daska, district of Sialkot. His father's name was Tajdeen Sahib and was an Ahmadi by birth. He completed his studies until the 8th grade in middle school and did not pursue any further education. Then under Zarat Amure Amma, he was enrolled in Amla Hifaz Dekhas in 1973, i.e. the security department. 
1985, two years after Hazrat Khalifa al-Masih the fourth, rahimahullah, migrated from Rabwa, Hazrat Hawra corrects the date and states that I believe Hazrat Khalifa al-Masih the fourth, rahimahullah, migrated in April 1984. But nonetheless, in 1985, Nasir Ahmed Sayyid was transferred to London from Rabwa and continued to serve him. According to the official administrative system of the Jamaat, although he reached the age of retirement in October 2010, however he continued to render his services and by the grace of Allah the Almighty, he had the opportunity to offer duties from the time of Hazrat Khalifa al-Masih III rahimahullah until my Khilafat. Nasir Sayyid Sahib possessed many qualities He would carry out his duty with honesty and dedication And he had a true bond of love for Khilafat Ahmadiyya he is survived by his wife, Kulsum Begum Saiba, and one son, Khalid Sayyid Saib, and also grandchildren, i.e. the children of Khalid Sayyid Saib. Khalid Sayyid Saib is also a volunteer and serves in the Hifaz-e Khas team, i.e. the security team. May Allah the Almighty enable him to show the same loyalty as shown by Nasir Sayyid Saib. And may Allah the Almighty enable him to follow in his footsteps. May Allah the Almighty also grant patience and steadfastness to Nasir Sayyid Sahib's wife as well. A cousin of Nasir Sayyid Sahib, Mahmud Sahib of Rabwa, who was in the army and was the same age as Nasir Sayyid Sahib writes, that Nasir Sayyid Sahib's parents advised him to join the army as well or than to pursue another job. However, Nasir Sayyid Sahib replied that if he was to work, he would only work for the Jamaat, otherwise he had a small plot of land which he would tend to. Thus, as I mentioned, that Nasir Sayyid Sahib then entered the Jamaat employment and his relative then further writes that he showed the utmost love and sincerity to all his friends and relatives. Furthermore, Nasir Matsayi would discreetly help many poor and needy people. One of the Hifaz-e Khas members in Rabwa Shakur Sahib writes that I had the opportunity to do duties alongside Nasir Sayyid Sahib in London from 1990 to 1998. And I always found him to be extremely loyal and an obedient servant of Khilafat Ahmadiyya. He worked with the utmost honesty in all his duties and would always arrive early to perform them. He further writes that if he received any confidential information, he would never disclose it to anyone, not even his colleagues, and would always advise his colleagues never to disclose confidential matters.
Major Mahmoud Sahib, officer in charge of the Hifaz Dekhaz team, has written that Nasir Sayyid Sahib was an extremely sincere worker. He devoted his entire life to Khilafat Ahmadiyya. He writes that he had no interest in worldly comforts. His sole objective and intention was to serve his faith. It was his heartfelt desire to depart this world whilst in his service for the Khalifa, and indeed this desire of his was fulfilled. He further writes that he was exemplary in the hospitality of guests. He would show respect to everyone, young and old alike. He always showed respect to his seniors and never said a word of complaint and would always act on the instructions obediently. Major Sahib further writes that he was an exemplary life devotee and indeed this is the truth. He worked selflessly throughout his entire life. Harun Sahib, a student of Jamia Ahmadiyya, Germany, writes that many times I witnessed that if there were grievances between two people, he would always seek to reconcile the differences between them. He then further writes that I once asked he ever went away on holidays, and Nasir Sayyid Sahib replied that for a life devotee, i.e. to serve the Khalifa and to perform duties is all the holidays that one requires. And this should be one's only goal. Similarly, many people have written about his qualities such as his hospitality, pleasant nature, love and affection he showed to others. And although he did not hold a prominent office within the Jamaat, but served sincerely in his capacity as a worker, however, he was an admired personality and whoever met him would form a close bond with him. Nasir Bajwa Sahib from Germany writes that he was a man who possessed many excellent qualities. He would always look at what was in the best interest of others and would always be ready to help others at any time. Helping other people pleased him greatly and it was a sense of contentment for him. People from all different countries have written about him and it would not be possible to mention all of what they have written. Sayyid Avaz Sahib, a Khadim from USA, has also written about him saying, that whenever he would come on Hazul's tour to USA, he would greet everyone in a cheerful manner and never showed any signs of tiredness. He would meet all the Khudam in a loving manner and would advise them accordingly. One of the great qualities was that he would always encourage the youth. Feroz Alam Sahib has also written many of his qualities and has said that Nasir Sayyid Sahib was very humble and would take great care of his guests, including Feroz Sahib when he was living alone here. Then mentioning his worship, Feroz Sahib writes that I saw that during the days when Hazrat Khalifa al-Masih IV rahimahullah, was unwell, I saw that he would be offering the tahajjud, i.e. the pre-dawn voluntary prayers with great fervor. Sahib, 
Hasnat Sahib, the former president of Majlis Qudamul Ahmadiyya Jami and is also a Waqf Zindgi, a life devotee, has written that we always looked upon his sincerity in his duties and his loyalty to Khilafat with envy. On the one hand, he was an extremely simple man, but at the same time he had a profound wisdom about him. Hasanat Sahib further writes that in my capacity as the president of Majlis Qudam al I had the opportunity to learn many things from him he never showed any sign of his advanced years and would always remain alert and active like youths around him Hasanat Sahib then further states that I saw many times that he never accepted if anyone gave him preferential treatment owing to his age. In fact, he would want to perform his duties just like the Qudam and other security staff. He further writes that he would show a lot of love and respect to those that were younger than him and we would feel embarrassed by his kind treatment. And he would encourage all the Qudam who would come to perform duties. Hasanat Sahib then mentions a very significant point. He writes that other people would teach the youth by talking to them or organizing training camps. However, Nasir Sahib showed us through his attentiveness on his duty, his sincerity and his prayers. And the training he imparted to us was by demonstrating his selfless duties, his alertness and sincerity and prayers. He further says that whenever he would meet me, he would request to pray that may Allah the Almighty grant him a prosperous end. Khalid Ahmed Sahib, who serves in the Russian desk, has mentioned many qualities of Nasir Sayyid Sahib, which others have also written about. However, in addition to that, he writes that not only would Nasir Sayyid Sahib discreetly help those in need, but he would also remind and encourage the more affluent members of the Jamaat to also help their fellow poor and needy brothers and sisters. Then another notable quality of Nasir Ahmed Sayyid Sahib was his great hospitality towards guests, particularly during the days of the Delta. He would always show heartfelt respect to the guests who had travelled for Jalsa and would even invite many of them to his house, irrespective of whether they were from the Merkaz, i.e. the central headquarters, or any other country. He would daily welcome the guests in his house morning and evening and then casually sit with them and present them with excellent foods. And also, he would present each of the guests with a prayer mat that had been used in the mosque as a gift. Then mentioning the qualities of Nasir Ahmed Sahib, Atar Zubair Sahib from Germany particularly mentioned about his utmost loyalty with Khilafat, sincerity, and that he always spoke in a very loving and soft tone. He further states 
that he often saw that whilst on duty, if one of the team members came late to his shift to replace Nasir Sayyid Sahib, he would never complain. In fact, he would express his gratitude to Allah the Almighty, that Allah the Almighty had granted him a few extra moments to serve in his duty for the Khalifa of the time. He writes that he would always be ever ready to serve in his duty, and even in illness, he would not wish to be replaced from his duty early. In fact, I have heard that even during his final illness, he inquired the time from his son, and upon being informed, he replied, This means that I have missed today's duty as I cannot go. Even in a state of extreme illness, he was concerned about fulfilling his duty. Then Hamza Rashid Sahib, who resides here in the UK, states that Nasir Sayyid Sahib was an extremely loving, supportive, and pious individual. He was an example for the Qudam, and he would discharge his responsibilities with great endeavor, effort, and diligence. He writes that he had the utmost love for Khilafat and would always remind the Qudam that they should render this duty of theirs towards Khilafat with great love and that they should prioritize this duty above all other matters. Sayyid Taha Nur Sahib, a missionary from Indonesia, writes that whenever Nasir Ahmed Sayyid Sahib met me, he would always speak to me about his time in Indonesia when he travelled in 2000 with Hazrat Khalifatul Masih IV. Rahimahullah. He further writes, when Nasir Ahmed Sayyid Sahib came to our mosque, there were no arrangements for laundry at the time. Therefore, we told him that he should give us his clothes and we would arrange for his clothes to be washed from outside. However, he and his colleague with him at the time stated, that they would wash their clothes themselves as they were merely appointed to serve and it did not behove their status that others should wash their clothes for them. And despite continually insisting him, he did not give his clothes. Now these may seem like very ordinary matters, but in fact they reflect the true spirit of a Vakfa Zindgi, a life devotee, and reveals how a life devotee ought to conduct themselves and also serves as an example for the younger generation as well. Adnan Zafir Sahib, who previously served as the Muhtamim for Kami region in UK, writes that Nasir Sayyid Sahib would particularly remind us about offering duties. And in addition to the many other qualities he has mentioned about him, such as taking care of them while they were on duty or providing them with food and water, he particularly mentioned that Nasir Ahmed Sayyid Sahib taught me the etiquettes for Khilafat and how to form a strong bond with Khilafat. He further writes that he was an extremely wise person and I would always derive benefit whenever I sought advice from him. Attar Ahmed Sahib, who serves in Hafaz Khas, writes, that I did the Amumi duty for nine years, from 2011 to 2020, and after that I joined the Hafaz Khas team. He writes that I once asked Mr. Ahmed Sahib that he had the opportunity to serve for 48 years and served under three Khilafas. Therefore, if he could also impart me with some advice, whereby I could also have the opportunity to serve my duty like him. Upon this, Nasir Ahmed Sayyid Sahib replied that in this duty here one has to keep their eyes and ears open but to always keep hold on their tongue 
And alongside this, one should remain engaged in prayers. Indeed, this is a piece of advice which is essential for every Vakfa Zindgi, i.e. life devotee. In fact, it is essential for each and every individual and officer who serves in the Jamaat to implement this advice. These indeed are words of great wisdom. Atar Ahmed Sahib further writes that he was known as Lalaji and having done duty with Lalaji I learned that when one receives an instruction from their superior it must be fulfilled in the exact manner he would always fulfill the instruction exactly as he was told and would ensure that we also implemented it in the same manner and he would not try to offer his own interpretations of the instruction he further writes that he would carry out the instruction exactly as he received it and would also make sure that we also did the same. He then writes that if we ever said to him that the others who were also shift in charge would do it in such and such manner, he would reply that I am not aware of what they do. However, I am going to do exactly as I have been instructed. Moreover, he would always pray that may Allah the Almighty always keep him fit and active and take him in the same state when his time to depart from this world arrived and not let him be dependent upon others. And indeed, Allah the Almighty fulfilled this prayer of his. May Allah the Almighty grant the deceased his forgiveness and elevate his station and may Allah the Almighty also bless his wife with a healthy life and grant her patience and steadfastness. As I mentioned earlier, that may Allah the Almighty also enable his son, in fact his progeny, to remain attached with Khilafat and the Jamaat with loyalty. I personally knew Nasir Sayyid from when he first came to Rabwa to serve the Jamaat. And indeed, everything that the various people have mentioned is absolutely true. Nasir Sayyid selflessly rendered his services with absolute and complete obedience. His demise has taken place in such circumstances when not many people can gather for the funeral. He previously had a heart problem and also underwent treatment for angioplasty. And a few days ago he fell ill and was taken to hospital and was admitted by the doctors who reported that he had suffered a serious heart attack. Later, they also reported that he had caught the coronavirus. Now Allah the Almighty knows best whether he caught the virus from someone before being admitted to hospital or perhaps caught it in hospital due to the current conditions. But in any case, he remained in hospital for a few days and was undergoing treatment and passed away whilst in hospital. Owing to the current government restrictions, the funeral could not be brought here and only a few close relatives were permitted to attend the funeral. Moreover, they have stipulated the condition that the funeral can only take place at the funeral home or at the burial site. 
Therefore, due to the current conditions, I will lead his funeral prayer in absentia later sometime, inshallah. As I have mentioned earlier, the countless people have written about his qualities, and indeed, whatever they have written was truly the case, as he possessed all of these qualities. And as I have said, he has departed this world whilst having rendered his service with utmost loyalty. And from observing his life, it seems that he had fulfilled every oath that he had pledged before Allah the Almighty. And so, he is counted amongst those individuals regarding whom the promised Messiah has declared as shaheed i.e. martyrs. And may Allah the Almighty grant him a station amongst those people. Moreover, may Allah the Almighty grant His mercy and forgiveness to all those Ahmis who have passed away due to this virus. Allah knows best the condition of each individual. However, we pray that may each and every one of them becomes a recipient of Allah the Almighty's mercy and His forgiveness.
ولا ذكر الله أكبر